get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back to episode 165 of the What Up, Though? podcast. Yeah, part two. Part two. Uh, so, right before we started, um, I had seen this tweet, and it said, uh, when you know when you know a Yanny, but you call him Laurel. And so, I had no fucking clue. So, I'm sitting here talking to Mike, trying to figure out what the fuck they're talking about. So, he plays the clip of them that person saying what they're saying and i have no fucking clue how any of you people are hearing laurel <laughs> laurel is it laurel or yeah no clue like they're two totally fucking different words yeah and i hear i hear laurel no nah, nah, that's crazy <laughs> no I don't, clue I don't, I don't get it dude i wonder I what's the science the scientific backing on that i'm waiting to hear it i'm waiting to so find there's it. No, i mean i have I mean, I haven't dug into it, though. Like, this was when um, I went to pick up Michael yesterday that my brother played the clip for me. So, I and I, I haven't been really online at all. So, I don't know if uh, a scientific explanation is out for it. But, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. My wife heard y- Yanny or whatever on the same time I heard Laurel. And I thought maybe it was from like a TV show, like Yanny or Laurel got killed or some shit or whatever the <laughs> fuck. So I'm like, maybe spoiler alert. And then I'm like, you know, if it's, is it? Can I'm, and I, was, I swear, the first show I thought about was uh, Westworld. Uh-huh. It's some shit I don't watch. I don't know much about. So I'm like, who the fuck is Yanny? And who the fuck is Laurel? But dude, after just hearing that, nah, dude, I don't know how, um, how you guys are hearing that shit, um. Laurel. Yanny. Laurel. Laurel. Dude, I have no fucking... You still hear Laurel? Yeah. Laurel. Laurel. I, I don't know, man. I hear Laurel. Okay, so I'm on this one... Uh, this one... I think it's a New York Times article. And um, it's saying... Uh, uh, the internet erupted Tuesday over an audio clip in which the same... In which the name... Being said depends on the listener. Some here, some here is Laurel, and others here is Yanny. We built a tool to gradually accentuate different frequencies in the original audio clip. Yeah, clip. Excuse me. Which word or name do you hear? How far do you have to move the slider to hear the other? I don't know that you had like a slider or something. No, shit. I just played a. I just searched it real quick and just played played a clip. So, on here they have. A slider where you can put it from over here. I'm still hearing Laurel. See, I hear Laurel. Oh, I hear Laurel now. Interesting. But the slider is all the way at Laurel. Okay, I'm put it all the way over to Yanny. I hear, but it's different. It just it sounds too. Uh too blurry like too uh, like it doesn't sound like I hear Laurel right now 
now I hear Laurel, but I'm like if the scale goes from zero to ten and zero is Laurel and Yanny is ten, I only hear Laurel when I get to like two. Mm-hmm. At three is is Yanny. Mm-hmm. Anything three and higher is Yanny. So play three. Are you playing three? Actually, right no, now? three is Laurel. Okay, so keep going. Go to two? Or go on going towards Yanny. Go toward Yanny. Now I hear Yanny. It's at four. I still hear Laurel. I don't know. Keep going. It's at six. I still hear Laurel. Seven. I still hear I still hear Laurel. Like Yelly or something, but I it's still more, hear Laurel. It's nothing of Laurel. It sounds like Laurel. Oh wait, hold on, wait. Now I hear Yanny. Now this is at ten. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird as fuck, dude. I don't really. I guess I, I should. I wish I would look this up before we started, but um, I Yo, guess it just got to do with frequencies fire. and shit. What's what is that? Uh, Flor de las Antillas. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I don't think Antillas. I've had that stick. This shit fire already. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I have no idea. I, I would like to read into this more to figure out why you and other people hear Laurel. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. Anyways. So, uh, it's been uh, a couple of weeks since we recorded. Uh same fuck shit's happening in the world. Um, so we... Oh, so much shit. Do we have any emails? Um, I think so. Let me see real quick. Um, I think yeah, so. we got one from Steve. Okay, since the last time we've uh, recorded... There's been a couple of things I'm trying to think. Uh, well, for y'all that have listening. It's been about two weeks since we recorded, but I never actually posted that episode. So, yeah. So, so you guys are going to hear them back to back. So, but it's have, been about two weeks for us. So, we're at 165, but 164 is recorded, and that will be posted as well as 165. So, yeah. You get two and shits. So, um, so yeah. So, China, I don't even remember what the fuck the last one was about, but it doesn't matter. Um, well, I can tell you because I still have the notes oh. saved. <laughs> um, we talked about... Um, People complain about folks just getting on board with like hating R. Kelly and Bill Cosby and shit. We oh, talked about Kanye, okay. and we spent a lot of time talking about Avengers: Infinity War. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, cool. All right, all caught up now. So, um, we let's see. We've had a well, not we. I finally finished Atlanta. Okay. Um, so that was an interesting season. Um. Out of the season this year, I mean, out of the second second um, second seasons, what were um, some of your favorite episodes of it? So one of the things that I like about Atlanta is that I feel like Atlanta takes risks. Like they have um, episodes that are incredibly creative. And obviously I think a lot of people feel like it's the high point, but there's uh, the high point of like the – 
the episode where what's his fucking name? Uh, Lakeith Stanfield's character. I don't Darius? know. I can't think. Darius. It is Darius. Yeah. yeah. Darius. When he goes to pick up the piano and runs into like this Michael Jackson type dude. I thought that was like an insane episode. Teddy. Teddy, yeah. It was named Teddy, Teddy something. I don't know. Teddy. But yeah, that, that episode I thought was bananas. Like that was crazy. That was probably the craziest episode of this of this season. Um I think uh I thought the Fubu episode was pretty interesting. I thought that was a really good episode, like yeah. real strong. And I also was impressed by the fact that the kid looked like a kid version of Donald Glover. Yeah, that like, was great. So casting. much so, so much casting. so that it made me think like, is that his actual kid? No, I didn't I didn't look him up to see if, if any relation or anything. I didn't either, but that kid looked just like him and I thought that was interesting. I he thought that was a cool black episode. chick, so he couldn't have had a black kid, so that's <laughs> <laughs> not his. <laughs> Fair enough. He does not. It is I don't want to be on like that hipster shit, but like I've been a Donald Glover fan for a long time back before he was popping. Yeah. Hipster shit, whatever. But, um, in his raps back when he was not popping, he talked a lot about his, um, affinity for Asian women. (laughs) He has a, he has a, he has a thing for Asian women. And I think his, uh, I think he has a baby mama who is white. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's a thing. (laughs) I think we talked about, I don't, did we talk about interracial couples last episode? Mm, I can't possibly one of these episodes, but you know, once. So when uh, this is America dropped, you know, it was of course you you the the thousands of think pieces that just automatically pop up. Oh man, but, they were everywhere. But then there was this small small corner of the internet that was of like fuck Donald Glover because he doesn't I guess it was something about he doesn't portray black women in any decent way or some crazy shit or whatever and I don't know if that goes back to just him not dating black women or whatever the fuck but it's so fucking crazy how black men could not date white women and they I mean black men cannot date black women and they get so much fucking hatred dude it's so wild and black women could date who the fuck they want to and it's rarely at least anybody that matters at least rarely any like major fucking backlash and shit like no one gave a fuck when no no I shouldn't say no I've seen a few things but no one really gave a hell when uh, Serena Williams started fucking with the Reddick dude. It was like, man, like, yes, queen, get yeah. that fucking money, bitch. Yeah, like, and then, you know, I mean, you from that to fucking Eve to fucking Janet Jackson to whoever fuck you want to name. Lisa Ray. Lisa Ray, you know, just like, what the fuck, dude? Then it, then <laughs> I seen that Issa Rae wrote something in a book she had had about, oh, Korean men or Asian men or some crazy shit. Or like, and I was just like, there, it's so cool for them to do that shit when somebody. But do you ever wonder if you could? Uh, well, I don't know that. Would it? Well, let me just ask. Do you think that in our current state of things that you would have been comfortable dating, marrying a full fledged white woman? Yeah. See, and I, not but you, that's only because I don't. I mean, I I don't care how other people feel, and then also I come from an interracial. Marriage, well, and that's what I wonder too. So like, I mean, maybe that's a factor in why I don't care. Yeah, yeah. But I can't. So I can't step out of it. I can't be like I can't uh, portray the perspective of someone who is a 
uh, black man who came from a two black parents, or actually, I, I guess a better way of a black woman who came from two black parents, because that's where the stigma is, 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 is black men dating outside of their race and how that affects black women. Mm-hmm. Like, so I can't speak to that, to how that would feel. But for me, coming from an interracial marriage and my whole thing of like, like, I don't really care what race anybody is. You know, if right. you like somebody, you like somebody. So right. I can't relate to it, but I mean, yeah. I wouldn't feel any kind of way about I don't, it. I don't think I've had a white woman, a white woman that I've totally felt to the point of wanting to like be in a serious, serious relationship though. And that's not just because she was white. It just never happened of like a relationship or whatever. Have you, have you dated a white woman? Like dated, not just like, have you smashed? Like, have you like dated I a white woman? Like, Hey, we're going, going on dates and shit. And we're like a, sorta, kinda like a couple. I and- sort of dated. I was an official couple. I sort of dated one. one that's years that's back. my, my situation too. I, I sort of dated a white woman and that's the, extent of my quote unquote serious relationships with white women is like I sort of dated one. Um I mean it was fine. It was never like a a thing where I felt any kind of way about it. When we would go out, it was like she went to U of M at the time, so um when I would hang out with her I would always be not always, but most of the time would be at um U of M's campus. So it doesn't it doesn't stand out because right, <laughs> right, it's, right. yeah, it's U of M. So, shit, yeah. for those who don't know, U of M is like very, very, um, a very diverse uh, group. Uh, U of M is very high, I think, on the like the Asian population. Yeah, I think so. But uh, yeah, U of M is is not <laughs> interracial couples don't stand out at U of M. Put it that way. So nah, I never man. felt any it kind wasn't of way like about you it. was at fucking Rutgers or some shit or <laughs> some, <laughs> right. some random you know uh, black college or something. So yeah, so I don't know. I. I guess I never had, I never seriously dated who I considered it, but I just wonder, like, you know, in our in our day and age of, like, just st- racism and things of that nature, how would it play out? Like, of course, I feel like if I was to, would have dated seriously a, a white woman and considered, you know, a life partner or whatever you want to call it, that she would be a person that, you know, that felt the struggles of black people knew, you know, especially black men and, you know, or want to, you know, just support me, period. I just don't, I just wonder how, how much I could have supported her though. Like in her like whiteness, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't, I don't well, know. I also don't, like things are so, so different now. Like at, at the time that I dated this one girl, it, this was, like I said, this was college for me. So we're talking maybe, I don't know when it was, but you know, like, I graduated high school in 1999, so that's also when I started college. Um, I was probably, I, it wasn't like right away, so maybe like you know a year or two into college, so you know 2001, 2002, something like that. Like, it was a completely different climate back then. Like, racial rela- race relations and shit like that is totally different right now. Like, that could be way more of a impactful situation right now than it would have been back in 2001. Yeah. So it's totally different. So I can't relate to how it is right now at all. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just, <laughs> you want to, you, you're dating this, you know, just you, you, your white chick and you go somewhere and somebody call you could think you're robbing her and you're just letting her in the <laughs> car. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, this age of like the barbecue Becky's and you know, black people just 
uh, being called on the police because of dumb shit, you know, leaving a fucking Uber. And, I mean, I Uber, uh, Airbnb. I, uh, yeah. You know, just I, I just wonder just how how complex that can that would be. We had, a, we had a discussion about this at work. So I was in a group of uh, black leaders and we were having a meeting and, and this not dating, but like um, the perception of black and white kind of came up and we were talking about how we feel like there's a need for a class per se about diversity and inclusion in leadership and somehow it came up how um there's there's a need for it now that we felt that was that wasn't the case fairly recently and about how the the classes that they have right now for that kind of thing are different than it would have been recent like fairly recently and my point was kind of like I feel like there's a stronger need for it now because the class that, that we were meeting about has been in existence for, they said, like two years coming up. Like mm. fairly soon will be the two years that they've had this class running. And I'm like, I made the point that this class needs to be revamped, but all, it needs to be revamped, revamped for other reasons. But the class right now is way more necessary than it was two years ago. Like, I feel like the, the, the relations of like black and white and all that kind of shit, like this class was not as needed just two years ago when they started it as it is right now. Mm -hmm. And like, so the climate has changed a lot in just two years. What do you think you add? What do you mean? Add? You say as far as revamp, like, well, well, what topics, what, what kind of, additions do you do well the the revamp was more about how um the upper upper echelon of leadership needs to kind of look at it so that was the context was that the upper echelon people of in leadership need to kind of like shift their not shift their focus but like shift their mindset um to what what the company looks like now and my point was that it was just kind of like, yeah, I feel like it's needed now because two years ago, the 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 climate and the relationships was completely different than it is right now. Mm-hmm. It's always been an issue and it's always been relevant. But two years ago, things were wildly different than they are right now. Like right now, shit is like a lot worse than it was two years ago. So that's, that's the only point that I was making. But yeah, it's okay. it's... It's pretty interesting to think about and talk about when you get like a lot of people in a room from different backgrounds. So it was a, it was a cool meeting, but yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, it's just yeah, the, the climate is definitely fucked. <laughs> oh, this shit is fire! That's like I mean, like I don't. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a my father. Like this shit is fire, dog. Like man, I am thoroughly impressed. I hope I got some more of these. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all don't give a fuck what I'm smoking, but but yeah, the, I'm I'm just kind of in awe at how good this is. I was totally blown away. Anyway, continue. Um, forgot what I was going with, but the race relations. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it's you know the point. I 
I, I married a black woman, so that's kind of where it is. So, <laughs> um, so you know, no, no real need to explore. You know, if I could have, should have, would have, or whatever the case. Yeah, but um, I think to 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 kind of like bring the point home. Like, I feel like back then in two thousand one, two thousand two, maybe it was controversial, but it was kept kept close to the chest. Like no one, no one really say shit. But I feel like right now, black men and white women is a is a is a hot topic and you get you look at like a guy like Donald Glover who let me let me actually kind of like give a background for my experience with Donald Glover right so one of the things that drew me to Donald Glover was the fact that for my whole life I was kind of looked at as like less black and it wasn't just because of the fact that I'm mixed it was because of the fact that I speak well, you know, I'm, I'm articulate. Like I'm like what I will, I will be what they will call like somebody who, who spoke white per se. Right. So I always kind of had that chip on my shoulder. So as I got older and I would date different women, there was like a, 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 a perception of me that like, Oh, he must like white women. And that was never the case. It was just the fact that I'm like, I mean, shit, I'm a man. I'm open to fucking anybody. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be like, yeah, I'm only going to fuck white women. Like, I mean, black women. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care who you are, right? So, um, as as time progressed, I, I developed affinity for and affinity for, I mean, I always had an affinity for black women, but that, that's always been my go-to because that's just what I, I'm most attracted to. But, I always had this stigma of like, oh yeah, you would like white women, and I'm like that. That to me, that was weird because I'm like, I don't have a history of like dating white women, but I always got hit with that. Like, oh, like kind of like yeah, you would like white women. I'm like, I've I've dated maybe like one or two white women in my life, and that was like it. So, um, I moved from like dating per se to just you know being with somebody and I was always kind of just like outside looking in it was like you know I, I got my relationship with whatever black women but I still get the fact that there's a, a thing going on with interracial couples and shit like that and with my background I didn't you know that never meant anything to me and I just don't I never really understood the the uh the controversy of of interracial dating, right? Or or what it's like to be someone who was perceived as someone who would like white women or someone who was who was mixed, right? So what attracted me to Donald Glover pause was <laughs> the fact that he spoke the shit that I could relate to. Like he spoke to the idea of being a black person who was was perceived as less black because you spoke well or because you would fuck with white women or whatever and that that resonated with me because that was my my adolescence was like I always I was always treated as if I was less black than anybody else so that so he resonated with me from very very early on in 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 his career like I was I was still a full grown ass adult like this was probably um I'd say like 2010 maybe. 
Um, that was yeah that yeah that was when I started listening to Donald Glover. I came back. I moved to California in 2008. I was there for two years. I came back here in 2010. I couldn't find work. I got a job at Target. I was working at Target in two thousand from 2010 to 2012, and at that time, that was when I discovered uh, Donald Glover as a rapper. Like I didn't know him from anything other than rapping. Like I knew him as Childish Gambino. That was it. I didn't know him from anything else. And he spoke everything he rapped about was shit I could relate to. That idea of like being black and not being not I no I take it back not being considered black but like being less black. So he always resonated with me in that sense. So that's kind of like my history with him. And like right now with the uh, the This Is America video and seeing him kind of like gain um, like credibility as someone who's speaking to to race relations in the United States like that was something that to me is not new but no, no I, I, I I can see how it's creating a situation right now and I've always I don't know I've always been a fan of his and I think like the video itself is is dope like I, I like the I like the concept behind it I don't think it's like one of those situations where you watch it and you're like, oh my man, he's like a fucking genius. I'm like, okay, well, it, it's not oh, that man, deep. He was getting all of the 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 genius accolades and all that stuff. And what I, what I really appreciated about not much sort of video, but from him is that he's had a few interviews. One in particular where the uh, the guy was interviewing asks him to explain it, and he's like, nah. <laughs> he's like you explain know, what the, the video the video yeah okay. he's just like nah um, he, he basically kind of says that he just it's it's for the people what they want it to be or yeah. whatever so you know I respect that and I, 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 I've I always I, I feel like everything doesn't have, doesn't have to have a deep explanation it's other than the obvious you know shit in the video you know what I mean so I was fine with that I I feel like if he's not fucking explaining, why the fuck everybody else got to fucking do a second by second evaluation of what the fuck the video is? Like you don't even know because he didn't say what it was for. So what? How? How is your opinion of what it is? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm straight on that. Yeah, I, I told you my opinion of it. You watched it. You were like, yeah, and I agree. What do you I think agree. about this? And I, I gave you my opinion on it. And I mean, because as much I, as as much as the you know the think pieces bother me, it's still something to to regurgitate not regurgitate to take in and be like so what is this supposed to mean and and confining in close friends and people you actually respect like don't give a fuck about a root article about it or <laughs> right. any or anything else but you know people that you know that you value opinion like what, what, what do you think that is you know so um that was that but you know i haven't read i haven't read not one think piece of I don't even read think pieces, let alone any yeah. just his anything on that video. Um, but nah, I'm I, I'm straight. What's crazy is that that video hit like a hundred million fucking views in a week, dude. Man, and I was looking at uh, some of his other uh, like viewer counts on some videos, and he had other random videos and shit like that. And one was like four years old, and it had like a million, a uh, hundred million views. And it's like a week, dog. Like, yeah. I, I just wonder, like, what are, what is, what, what are white people seeing from this shit? You know, but that, that was what I was kind of curious about reading. I'm a, too curious to see, but you know, yeah, yeah. It, it's for me, it's it's, it's an interesting dynamic because watching him progress over 
what eight eight years. It's like I've always felt that I've never wanted to be like, hey, yeah, I fuck with him, and y'all don't y'all don't fuck with him. It was just like everything he spoke to always resonated with me because that's I could relate to everything he said. Like he he like back then he was rapping about what it was like to be like in school and be perceived as some as less black. Like that was something that I dealt with as a kid. So like all that shit resonated with me. So I feel like every time he puts something out, I always can relate to it. Cause I always feel like aside from his filthy richness, I can, <laughs> I can right. relate to him in a lot of ways. <laughs> Other than a bank account. We, we're about yeah. To, you know. <laughs> we're, we're pretty much the same except for the fact that he's filthy fucking rich. But, um, yeah, I, I thought the video was dope. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, "Oh, he's a fucking genius. It's amazing." You know, it was dope. I liked it. I, mean, I get, I, I get a, the concept. I, I think the per- from a from a, a person of his caliber, I feel like you know that's, a, a, you know, about what he could he could be doing out here, and it's not surprising. Like, okay, I can see that from him. Yeah, as uh, far as Atlanta goes, man, I thought, I thought Atlanta again was a, a really strong season, man. Like. That show does so much that's, like, subtle. But, like, it's... There's always something to... Almost. I take that back. There's almost always something to gain from it. Like, like you mentioned earlier about the uh, the Drake episode. Like, I was kind of like, uh, yeah. Like, there wasn't really much to, to gain from that. But, like, they have a whole lot of stuff that's, like... There's a lot of a, a, a deeper meaning to draw from it. And I appreciate that. Yeah. And, Especially with like an all black cast and and just just what it does for like the community and and to have something of that caliber on TV that with like an all black cast like my man who plays Darius man Lakeith Stanfield that that dude is amazing dog yeah. I love that guy man yeah, I, I feel like he has the potential to to really blow up and blossom as like a, 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 a actor I can't wait to his, uh, that the, this movie come out what movie uh, so you haven't seen the previous to his movie no. Where he's well, uh, maybe, but uh, I'm not recalling it now. Um, Danny Glover. Danny uh, Glover. Fuck! What is this movie? Uh, he was a. Uh, I mean, obviously his 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 range is ridiculous. Like, if you just I'm look at that, you haven't seen it previous for his fucking. I movie. might have, but I'm just not recalling it because I'm like, I have a shit memory. But his range is insane, man. Like his character on Atlanta. Compared to like his character in Get Out, like it's it's ridiculous. Like he has so much range, man. I think a lot of the stuff that he does is is really really interesting and thought provoking. But I I have I at, at right now I don't know what your this Danny Glover thing like I don't I don't know. He was like it, it, he starts working at this uh, call center. And he has to channel like his inner white voice or something, and then he becomes like this like super call center guru or some shit. But it's really weird. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, that is it's a trailer. It's a trailer for it. Yeah, uh, I don't think I've seen it. I'm mad because I had a I had an article that I I hit the wrong tab, so I wanted to keep that tab up. But um, <laughs> if it's not attached to a Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> Chances are I haven't seen it, dude. That's funny because <laughs> I was I was telling somebody, but, that but, I but then remember. again, I'm like, how'd you see it? Um, I was telling somebody. I was called "Sorry to Bother You." Dude, Doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, and this I don't. This come out sometime this summer. Okay. But yeah. yeah, check that out. Well, Chances uh, are I'm gonna check it out because I I I really like what he does. Like I feel like he's not 
um, somebody who's trying to be like that big blockbuster star or anything, but I feel like everything he does is meaningful. So I I, I respect what he's doing right now, and I, I hope he I hope he hits it big, man. I I, I like him a lot. I like I, I like his character because it's almost such as that. You know he's a, he has talent, and when even when he fucks up, you can't get really really pissed at him. You just deal with him just cause because you know it's you know it's 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 just him. Yeah, he, <laughs> like the whole thing with the passport and just like all that's right, all I was, about, I was about to mention the passport <laughs> thing too. I'm like the passport thing was so like <laughs> it's it's so hard to put into words, but like the whole thing with the passport that was the finale, right? Mm-hmm. The last episode, like. The whole thing with the passport, it was like he was so subtle with it, but it was like, man, he's like, <laughs> like, man, what are you doing? Like, you get aggravated with him. Country, dude, what the what the fuck? That's one of the things on your checklist. Number one, my passport should be valid. Yeah, like, and he was so <laughs> nonchalant about yeah, it. Like, yeah, oh yeah, I like, know a guy. Like, yeah, I know a guy. Like, I don't know it's nobody who deal. gets. I don't know how you get the same day fucking passport unless you go to. Well, you can go. Well, I, I take that's that an actual thing. Well, I know you can get. I know you can get same day. Um, a same day in, renewal, and not in Detroit though. Oh, okay. So I know. I remember having to get a passport, and we ended up going. So we had to go to Chicago to do it. I know you can go to. It's like three places: you Chicago, New York, and somewhere, some shit like that. That was Atlanta. years ago, <laughs> right? <laughs> Obviously, Atlanta now. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, I thought it was a solid, solid, solid season. Uh, oh, another point. I uh, went back to, and I, I don't want to go back too much into it. Um, as far as the interracial dating thing, when I was younger, being I had a, you know um, both black parents, and you know most of my, I don't know if I, I can't think of anybody when I was younger in my immediate circle of family and friends that had. Uh, non-black uh, girlfriend, spouse, whatever you call it. So it's like in your situation, you having uh, a white dad. You the the decision of you dating out your race would never be an issue because obviously your mom was okay with it because your mom you know married your dad and had you know so. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like it was always a. Will I be accepted if I brought a white woman home, or or you know, if a woman wants to bring, you know, yeah. I think it's it was a I think it's a probably a weird at least for me. I never it never even crossed my mind of when I was younger dating white. It was just like you know, if I date, I'm just gonna be a black woman or whatever. Um, but that was just. Did you ever at any point bring a white woman home? <sighs> no. Okay. No. I don't even think the the one that I kind of sort of dated my mom had even met before so even at all like in passing or just you know so. yeah same yeah I don't think so either I never never met I never recalled my dad dating any white women um yeah so but that's neither here nor there so uh I guess before we go too far we could uh play Steve's uh he had a voicemail yeah and then Hit a few topics, I guess. That'll work. So let's see what he's talking about. Hey, what up, though? So hopefully this voicemail reaches y'all in time before y'all start recording. Oh um, yeah, it did. Yeah, got it did. a few topics I wanted to speak on real quick before y'all get started. Even though one of which I'm sure Mike's going to cover in far greater detail than I ever would. Uh, 
So sports related, Lions draft obviously happened. I thought it was a reach on the safety pick, um, but overall, very satisfied with the draft. I like the fact that the last three years, even though one of those picks hasn't panned out in the first round, that they've addressed the, the offensive line. So definitely looking forward to seeing what they're going to do. Um, still don't think this is a season that the season itself is going to be a huge success. I'm tough-ass scheduled, man. So I'm going anywhere from 7-9 to 9-7. and 8-8 uh, eight and eight is my actual prediction at this point. But we'll, we'll see what happens, definitely. Um, I already know Mike is going to speak on this subject, so I will just say Avengers was the fucking shit. Yeah. I really got nothing else to add to that. That that movie was was worth the 10-year wait. Uh, it's finally been a Marvel film that was able to surpass Winter Soldier for me personally. I put Infinity War number one, uh, Winter Soldier number two, Black Panther number three. Oh, and then okay. now, by default, since it's no longer number three, uh, for me personally, Doctor Strange was my number three. I thought they did a great job of introducing the uh, kind of the cosmic, mystical type shit into the MCU. So that was my number three. It's not my number four. Uh, also wanted to get you guys thoughts on it because I think we have pretty similar perspectives with this. I don't know if you guys saw the article that came out today. Um, today being Wednesday. Uh, but there was a incident at either Harvard or Yale where a white student called the police because a black student was caught napping in the common room. What? So at this point, I'm pretty fucking racist now. I'm not even going <laughs> to lie about it. Um, I say white people are trash, and I, I have no fucking problem saying that publicly. Uh, but what I do find interesting, for me at least, and I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on this, is... For that statement I just made, I have a caveat. I find that cigar smokers, white, black, Indian, Asian, whatever, the ethnicity, are just fucking awesome people. So I I kind of laugh every time I say something about white people that has a negative connotation because, well, I mean, that's basically all I see. And I try to have a pretty broad perspective um, of things I agree with and things I don't, but just... I, I don't fucking get that. But I also get very confused when I just meet cool-ass white people that smoke cigars. And I don't know if it's just the setting, if that's really their personality or how they are, but I, I, I don't know. So definitely was curious to see you guys' thoughts on that because I know we share some similar opinions on um, the fuck shit that white people have been doing that's become more prevalent. I'd actually, no, not even more prevalent, just more talked about because of social media and then also because all three of us actually smoke cigars. Um, so looking forward to the podcast. Hopefully y'all have a, a smooth one, and then I'll holler at y'all later. Peace. I was listening to a cigar podcast I listened to, um, one of those two regularly, and it was it was a, a, this a, the rep was from a LFD, mm-hmm. and he was just... Just talking about they was asking about you know some of the things he liked to do or his funnest part funnest part of the job and so forth, and he was just saying how you know uh, visiting different uh, lounges and just um, interacting with different people and and just to, to just to piggyback on just the the, the atmosphere of cigar smokers and we've mentioned that many a times before is that you know 
it seems like I have I've yet to find like asshole cigar smokers that are like you know, when you first meet people and things of that nature. Like they've always been pretty cool. All of this you know, cigar lounges I've been to, whether I was a stranger or I knew the people, you know, it's always been good camaraderie. I'm pretty convinced that cigar smokers are probably the the best strangers to meet. <laughs> you know, it's uh, no matter what your background is, you know, you could be, you know, chopping up with a thousand air or, you know, <laughs> uh, hourly nigga like myself and, you know, things like that. You still, you know, it's always good camaraderie. So, yeah, I definitely... Definitely agree with that. Definitely. To the opposite end of the spectrum, we also have experience with cigar smokers who don't feel comfortable in a black cigar group. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so funny, dog, because, yeah, that's definitely been prevalent. And as much as I've always uh, pushed the, you know, cigar smokers being some of the best people. I guess I have to really almost take it back now. Because just thinking of that just really just kind of just... Ugh, fuck, dude. Yeah, so like in my experience as a... Uh, I take it back. In our experience as admins of a cigar group, we have white folks in our cigar group, which is called Detroit Cigar Club. We have white people in our group. Mad cool white people, man. Like, like white people, like you know, we fuck with them heavy. Like, they're definitely you know they could come, they could come to the cookout, yeah, type yeah. shit, right? They like get barbecue invites and shit. Yeah, mad cool, right? But at the same time, even like racism doesn't have any boundaries. You can't any 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 topic. That you can unite races in, like even like something like cigar smoking, there's still gonna be some aspect of of fuck exclusion. Shit. Yeah, yeah, fuck shit. But exclusion was what I yeah. was gonna yeah. say. And, and um, PC, yeah, yeah. The perfect example is that we we created our group like, and as far as I know, we were like the first people to do like a local a local cigar group. And that we had least. a dude. We had a dude in the group who didn't do shit. And from my perspective, he was in the group, and he saw like, "Hmm, it's a lot of black people in this group. Let me make the white version." <laughs> and he made the white version, and the white version has <laughs> has uh, created a dynamic, a dynamic where people will lean toward that group and I don't necessarily think that that's racist like there's like a anti-black aspect to it but at the end of the day there's just like we feel more comfortable being in a primarily black group there are people who feel more comfortable being in a primarily white group and that just is what it is and yeah. and it it still exists and no matter what form you yeah. may you may have it there's still a Comfortabil- a comfortability piece that affects who Even you so- interact with, and that that white group has has shown that they even got there white, are people who they, are gonna they even have white leave. women. We'd have not no, we have one. I'm sorry, we, we don't think we have one white woman in our group. <laughs> 
Well, I don't know who it is. It's uh, uh, the bartender, uh, Wild Bills. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so that that whole thing really bugs me because that guy sat in our group for like a few months, never made a fucking post, and then was like, "Hey, I'm making a Michigan group." Like, dude, what? The, and then he, I, we live in Michigan, fam. Right, and then he, <laughs> and then he, he tried to say it was something because I, I. I, um, I looked up because I so in the ad was, it, I think anybody could do it actually it's not just admins but you can search the person and you can search and see all of their posts and so forth and when I went back to that conversation it was you know because I called him out on it like it was just kind of funny how you know and I just I just love starting off conversations like I think it's funny that and I ain't, <laughs> I ain't laughing at all <laughs> ain't shit funny <laughs> ain't shit funny you know that you know you sat in our group for a while, and then you decided to make a group, and then he said something about new smokers wasn't being focused on or some shit like that. I'm like, dude, that was the whole purpose of our group to 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 bring attention new smokers, old smokers, all that shit. So if you just want to be an alpha and not want to be under the umbrella of us, you know, I'd rather just say that, be fucking honest, and you know, move from that. So at the end of the day, he wanted a space. That was for white people. That's just that. It, that's just what it is. He wanted a space that was for white people. Our group is primarily black folks. Not by any choice of ours. We just made a group, and black people gravitated toward it. We got white people in a group too. White people who are who are down. Like I said, they 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 can come to the cookout. All good. But for whatever reason, he felt like he needed a white version of that group. He created a white version and. There's a clear distinction between um, where you, which group you frequent, mm-hmm. and the white people lean toward the white group, and it is what it is. So, like, even even if something that is generally as accepting as as cigar smoking, there's still a racial divide, even if it's unspoken. And it and it, I feel like that's there. probably been the the the. the I'm probably eating my words. I've already ate my ate my words with saying, "Oh yeah, all 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 cigar smokers have been cool," but that one has really been like really fucking with me, or whatever. Um, just because you know we we put so much time and energy and effort into into our group to and so to to have someone pretty much you know um, uh, Columbus our shit. <laughs> and make it their own and, you know, build off of what we've had and shit. You know, it it makes me want to just... It, I've had moments where I've thought about that shit and it makes me want to just uh, unfollow the fucking... Uh, um, unfriend myself from the group, block him and all his fucking peoples and just be like, fuck him. But, you know, I haven't got to that point yet because he's, he's not... He's passive as fuck about it, so, right? Yeah, you know, and that's and and that's the the whole shit. He's just real. I, I would respect if you like. I just wanted being a. The, I wanted to. I wanted to uh, to have a group of my own and run it, and you know, invite more people like me or whatever the fuck you know. Which was like, like you say, that was never our intentions. I I well, I take that back. I did want a group that represented a lot of people like me, but it wasn't only people like me, yeah. us black people. You know what I'm saying? You know, that was the, the, the missing part that I saw with all of the, 
the cigar groups we used to be in or in and just not participants is that it was a lot of just a lot of white guys. Mm-hmm. I was just like, damn, it gotta be black people to smoke cigars yeah. or whatever. So that was a one reason we did, but it wasn't to, we wasn't putting no pro black shit where it's only blacks allowed and shit. Although that would have been kind of funny, but we didn't. So that, and that wasn't the goal anyway, you know, but whatever, he's a whole boy. Um, <laughs> and I think we still, I, and not because it's our group that I think we have a better group, but I feel like we, we have a best concentration of group. I mean, even though they have more members, but I mean, you know, it's one of those quality over quantity things, you know, it's like they don't even post good sticks and shit. So whatever. And I don't feel like they have the camaraderie <laughs> that we have. Like, I feel like we have built really good relationships with people who we did not know otherwise, who now we rock with. And I feel like when we have meetups, the fellowship is real. It's like we are really getting together. We are talking. We're fellowshipping. Like, and it's not like it's not even like, hey, we're just here to like talk cigars. Like, these people we really fuck with. Right. And I feel like there's a piece that is missing in that group for the actual real life relationship building. And I think it's missing because it was created for the wrong purposes. Like, we created our shit just to have fellowship with people who we who who smoke cigars. Like, we, like, our other admin, Tony, like, we met him through that shit. And, and Tony is like, Tony, ride or die now. Like, right. that's our dude. Like, so, right. it's like, and that, and that was built from the cigar group. And the other people in the group who are in the, in the same way that they're, they're not admins, but, like, the same way... Like, there's people we rock with. Like, these are people who really fuck with. We get together, like, we'll have, like, impromptu meetups at JR and shit. And, like, it's 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 all good, man. We kick it. We talk. We vibe. Like, everything is cool. And I feel like... I feel like that other group is, like... Exists to... To... Um... Almost as, like, a... Another option from us. It's right. not to be like, hey, we created this group for this reason to like fellowship and like have all this cool vibe. It's like almost like we created this group to have something non-black, like <laughs> right. And it wasn't. And it wasn't even like it was a. We're creating a group that's solely Detroit people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, you know, so whatever. It's, yeah, I don't, I I don't want to vibe on it too long, go, but yeah. I go on all night about how fuck, fucked up that is. But. Yeah, I, I don't care for it, but I mean, at, at the end of the day, when we have our meetups, it's a good time. Pretty much. And we get people from other, all different We've kinds of backgrounds. Had, never had too much No much fucking drama, drama at, all. at all. No drama at all. And all it is is people who fuck with each other, who get together, smoke, drink, talk shit. Same old shit, and th- and that shit transcends race. Like that's like like black people get together, they get together, they drink, they smoke, they talk shit. Same thing we do do with our meetups. And I feel man. like in every other group online, I swear I've had some kind of fuck shit issues with people, and we haven't had that at all. Nope. And you know if that's because it came from the right place. Well, well, yeah, right. And it's just the quality. It's quality of people. Mm-hmm. So you know, <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, oh, real quick though, oh, he good. also mentioned Avengers and shit, right? Oh. And we talked about that in the other yeah, we episode. About episode, so we kind of covered that anyway. So, but that's cool. I wanted to add that after 
various requests and comments about how I like the rank shit. I officially released rank. my ranking of the MCU did movies. Did you post it on Twitter? I posted it on Facebook. I didn't post it on Twitter. Oh, okay. I'm going to post it on Twitter, but like I officially released my ranking of the MCU movies and Steve's top three mirrors my top three. Oh, okay. So, same deal, but um, if anyone, if anybody wants to, you know, talk MCU movies, hit me up. We can do it. But, yeah, um, Infinity War is my is my number one and it's likely gonna stay that way i mean possibly the next avengers that comes out next year will surpass it who knows maybe maybe not but um yeah so (laughs) infinity war is my number one if you want to see the other 18 uh it'll be posted shortly i'll post it to the to the podcast i don't have many comments because i'm definitely not watching all 18 (laughs) so i have nothing really to add to other than i thought infinity war uh Infinity Wars is fucking awesome, so you know. Yep. Whatever. Um, I I I don't think we touched re- too much on the Lions stuff last week uh, last week either, but um, I hadn't really followed the the draft as well as probably Steve has. Um, but I thought it was a, a, a safe but good picks. I, I I feel real good about the season. I feel like that with Patricia there, they really had. I think it's really going to be a. And I've said it a few times like. Uh, they have a good winning mentality now uh, with him. And I think it's just going to transcend to all of the players and stuff. You know, we had some fuck shit seasons where the potential was really high and shit didn't pop off. But I think now I think, you know, you, the potential of of doing good and the people they have and shit like that is going to going to work out this year. I hope so. So we shall see. Um. So what was your what was your weekend like? Anything interesting? Any stories to recall from the last time we recorded? Uh, any interesting activities? Um, fuck no! I don't even remember my last weekend. What the fuck happened last weekend? Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, so I go. So oh, some good happened. Well, it was just kind of just off. So last Saturday we went to one of um, wife's friend's birthday party. So last year she did a birthday, I think it was a birthday or graduation party. I think it was a birthday party anyway. So she did all this food and shit. And so this year she was like, she did a poll saying, would people rather come and just have food to eat or she do a bar tab? And her her, her thing was she was doing a $500 bar tab. And then, Woo! you know, until that's gone. So we're like, cool, do the bar tab. So she said do the bar tab. So I'm like, bet. Uh, we got an Uber, so I'm like, I'm going to drink the fuck up. We ain't got to worry about who's going to drive home. You know what I'm saying? Got an Uber there. So we get there. We order a few drinks. And they like, where's your tab? we like, where's your car if you're a tab? I'm thinking, like, what the fuck? But I'm like, well, cool. We'll give her the car. I'm like, maybe she's not doing it yet or whatever. So we go through a few rounds. Then she's like, yeah, she's going to wait till a certain time. Long story short, she did a round of drinks, and that was it. <laughs> But me and the wife, we were so, you know, we were just drinking, having fun. So we didn't really care as much. But, you know, after a few drinks here, hey, somebody do a round, we do a round. Man, fucking end of the night, dog. We fucked around, had a $183 tab, dude. Like, how do we go from going to drinking somebody's shit, drink their shit up because that's what they said they were going to buy, to us having almost a $200 fucking tab? I was so pissed, dog. Nigga's going to nick. It wasn't even a nigga. It was a oh. white girl. Oh, shit. 
I was like, she pulled some, twist. I was like, she pulled some nigga shit. I was like, you know what? I'm not going next year. I'm boycotting her shit until she buy me a bunch of fucking drinks to make up for this. Man, plot twist. I was so Fuck. I was so pissed, dude. I was just pissed because we spent so much. And then I was just like, we weren't even supposed to even spend much money here. We were supposed to come drink on some other people's shit. And it wasn't like, this is what she promoted in her fucking invite. Right. Like, ah, oh, that's that shit did piss me off. I was just pissed Damn. off because of that. I looked at the tab. I'm like. Yeah, that's us. That's our drink. <laughs> I'm looking at his drinks like, yeah, that's us. Like, motherfucker, dude. Damn, that would, man, that would have that pissed me off. Like like you said, just cause, not because of the fact that you bought 180-something dollars in drinks, but the fact that you came in with one expectation yeah. and left with another. If I would have known I was coming there to bring out drinks, I probably would have drove because I wasn't going to drink that much <laughs> and it would have been fine. But I, man, I brought my I brought my pen and everything. I was, oh, I, man. man. Wait, and, you brought your pen? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've never, I've never done that outside the crib. I'm like nervous. I've only done it when I'm not driving. I, so I'd be too nervous to do that. Well, I'm like, am I straight, gonna fall asleep straight, at the venue? Like, well, I did. I did fall asleep in the fucking Uber. <laughs> luckily, my, luckily my wife was up. <laughs> and strange enough, I have no idea where my pen is since then. Whoa! I, I, I need to just look in my pants pocket or something. I wore that day or something, but I, but I haven't had the urge to anyway since then. But Dang. I'm like, what the fuck is my pen at? But yeah, man, it was that was that was my that was my weekend. It wasn't wasn't too much. Too too much going on other than that, so that was kind of the what the fuck moment. Hey, uh, so. Pause it real quick. I got a piss. Y'all y'all a deal. Cool. So um, oh I know what I wanted to say. Um, oh okay, go ahead. My bad. Uh, now you good? Oh, going back to the weekend. So that was Saturday. So Sunday was Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't. I had to replan. I had got my mom a card with some money because I really didn't know what to really get her. I just figured, you know, money is king. So, um, or cash is king of what they say. Uh, but then I had told my wife I would, you know, grill for her or whatever. So I had, she had been wanting me to get the, go to this butcher that was in um, Ferndale and uh, try some stuff. So I went to this butcher and they had like, like Wagyu style, like type. Uh, I guess quality meats or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting her and my mom because my mom ended up coming over. So I, so I, I got her these uh, these old expensive ass steaks and I grilled a fucking rack of lamb. That shit was pretty dope. Hmm. I had never done that before. So um, just trying to step my my grilling shit up. Now my bougie ass wife talking about she can't eat regular steak again, and I'm <laughs> like, oh, what the fuck? Because I don't remember exactly how much they were. I ended up getting the rack of lamb. And I got these two steaks. So the rack of lamb and the two steaks was like 40-something bucks. Damn. And then the guy ended up throwing in a couple of steaks to try, which I realized those are like regular steaks. And you could tell the difference in the regular shit versus this extra shit. But it was dope as fuck, though. Hmm. So, <laughs> nigga, I was so fucking gone, though. My hangover was so tough Sunday. Nigga, I straight went and bought me a fucking big-ass bottle of Pedialyte, nigga. On Sunday? Yes. Oh, okay. Because I was, it was from Saturday uh, fucking bar tab and shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that fucking Pedialyte worked so fucking great, dog. Hmm. I had I always heard <laughs> Duly people. noted. Dude, I had heard people use it because it, it, it just has, like, extra electrolytes versus, like, you know, Gatorade and, you know, uh, electrolyte water and shit like that. So they have, like, an extra strength Pedialyte and shit 
And it's basically about the size of like the Gatorade, that wider Gatorade bottle. Yeah, like a 32 ounce. Yeah, yeah. It was like seven, eight bucks, man. That shit worked like hell, though, because hmm. I was hurting, dog. <laughs> Hurt. It was one of those, you know, regrets where you don't want to drink for a while. Regrets. Ooh. Man, I was hurting, dog. So, yeah, I, I, I that was almost a blur because I shit, I was fucking hurt that whole day. But by the time I got up, because usually what happens is if I drink really heavy on Saturday, Saturday Sunday it's going to be recovering, and then Monday I'm going to feel fucking out of it from it. Mm-hmm. Monday came, I was good. So, yeah, get your PDA light up. Uh, <laughs> so that was my Sunday. What you do for Mother's Day? I'm at a point where like I don't even know what it would take for me to get to that point anymore. I don't. I think it would it would have to be me drinking something I ain't never drank before and going overboard for me to feel that fucked up. But like right now, I I drink the same shit, man. Like bourbons and Crown Apple, and I'm like, I can drink an insane amount of that shit. Man. And worst case scenario, I will be lethargic the next day. Not hungover, like, oh, I feel shitty. Just lethargic, like, yeah, I just want to like, not do shit. And I, I keep that yeah, in mind. It's definitely, so it's, a le- like, a, it's definitely a lethargic. I mean, my hangover usually ends in the morning. Once I get up, I have a coffee or some shit like that. Yeah. But a lethargic, just out of it, I was just the worst. And I wasn't drinking nothing out of the normal. I just had a bunch of fucking Jameson and shit. Yeah, well, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, so... I had they had a Jameson margarita, fuck it was good as shit, dude. Hmm. And I had about eight of those. <laughs> eight. <laughs> I just canned beer and I had the pen. It was just a yeah. You thought I had a I'm, fuck? I was celebrating for a job or some shit the way I was drinking. That shit. I'm I'm very curious on how the pen would affect me if I'm out, and I'm I'm scared to do it because like when I do it at home, this this is my Friday routine. I get off work, I come home, eat dinner, chill out, chilling. If I could squeeze in like a 20, 30 minute nap, it's ball game. My Friday's about to be lit. But I'm like, I don't necessarily need it. Baby goes to bed at 9 o'clock. I hit the pen, get my drink, get my water. Because, like, for me, like, weed dries me out a lot. Like, I need, I need water. Get my pen, get my drink, start my Jesus and Miro marathon where it it airs Monday through Thursday, so that's four thirty minute episodes. So I got two hours of Jesus and Miro. Well, you know, fast forward the commercials, you know, hour and a half, um, and that's how my Friday starts. And then after that, you know, maybe watch a movie or a TV show. Depends on how late I can stay up, but that, that's my Friday. Um. And it, it it's it's awesome. Like I I wake up Friday anticipating Friday night. Like I'm like man, I can't wait. Like that shit is so exciting to me. Like I can't wait to get high, get drunk, and watch Jesus and Miro for like an hour and a half. Like that is my shit. Like I, I can't. That's like my my week goal. Like this is Wednesday night, and already I'm thinking about Friday night. Friday night, Friday night. I, I think it's just a weekend for me. It's like I've been waiting for the weekend all week and shit. Just like fuck, week work week been hell. Yeah, so yeah, it's so, like Wednesday nights. I know I'm gonna get a drink in and smoke in and be good. And then Friday, you know, but I can't wait for Fridays, man. It's it's everything. Dude, I come home on Friday and take a nap. I'm done for the day. I'm, I'm probably not getting back up. Oh, I make sure I get back up because I know that if I can squeeze in a twenty thirty minute nap. I feel funky when I first wake up 
because it's like I know I'm I'm, I'm a those sleepy that, ass nigga. Those, so like those enough. piss me off. Those that thirty, like that funky feeling will probably last all night for me. Well, for me, it's like I know that if I get up. I'm going to feel shitty at first like cuz I cuz my body is tired as fuck. Yeah. So my body wants to just be done for the night. But if I in that 20 30 minutes when I first get up my body's like fuck this, I want to go back to bed. But give it a few minutes. Once I once I, you know, get my drinks popping and all that shit, get my shows, I can stay up late as fuck after that. Like once I once I'm up, like I feel shitty for that first few minutes, but like if I if I could squeeze a nap in, I could stay up till like three, four in the morning off that shit. Man. So anyway, uh, my weekend. So Mother's Day, um, I took. Actually, it wasn't Mother's Day. It was Saturday. Um, I took my my mom and my wife to. Um, have you been to Savannah Blue? No, I hear good things about it though. It's dope, dog. It's like a soul food. It's like an upscale soul food place. Uh, it used to be. You remember that club Times Square? It was uh, on Times. What is the it's, pizza place? A pizza upstairs? place? Is it upstairs? It's upstairs. Yeah. Hey, I thought it was a pizza place called. Uh, I can't think of it, but yeah, upstairs. It, it may have used yeah. to be a pizza place when I was out the club partying life. It was a club. Then I don't know what happened, but now it's Savannah Blue. It's a restaurant. It's upstairs. High scale um, soul food and shit. Good as fuck. High ass prices, not yes. a lot of not you know not big servings, but it's good as fuck. So I took them there um, Saturday afternoon because I knew Sunday was gonna be kind of crazy because we were gonna go over to her mom's house in Canada, her dad's house in Canada. I knew Mother's Day itself was gonna be packed with events, so I was like, let me take my mom out, my wife out. <coughs> we'll go do this on Saturday. After that, we went to um, to see Jesus and Mero. Yeah, how was that? It was dope, dog. But the the before I even talk about that, the most interesting aspect of going to see Jesus and Mero, it was at the Masonic Temple, right? I have never been to a show of any sort at the Masonic Temple. So we pull up to the parking lot, get out the car, walking over to the Masonic Temple. And I'm looking at, you know, everybody else that's walking because, you know, it's a, 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 an event about to pop off. You see mad people, lines, shit like that. It was mad, like, old folks. People old? dressed like they were going to church. People in wheelchairs. But like the mirror? No. Okay. <laughs> so, that, but that's what I thought, because I'm, I'm accustomed to any time you go to a concert or show, you're going to that thing at that venue. So, everybody who's going there is going to the same thing as you. Apparently, the Masonic Temple holds multiple events within that, that one building. Did not know that. I know. Me neither. So apparently there was like some old seventies band that was there. Some other there was like three events going on at the same time. I didn't know that, obviously. And I'm walking up like, man, it's like I'm standing in line to get in and shit. And I'm like, is there a church service going on here? Like no idea. I've I've been there once for a concert. Duh, mad old people. So I was like, I'm like confused. Like, what's going on here? So I'm in line with people who are going to completely different events and shit. Never. So we get we get to the door, and somebody comes to the door like, if you're here for uh, whatever, you're at the wrong entrance. You got to go to this one. I'm like, and... and so, that and was, like, so were you the wrong entrance? No, I was at the right one. Oh, okay. But like the older people, there was like some older people behind me or just in front of me. No, they were behind me. They were like, oh, that's so nice. And I'm like, 
No, it's not. They waited till you got to the entrance to tell you you was in the wrong line. I'd right. be mad as it fuck. Should be people outside. If you if you got an entrance that's not in that immediate area, especially yeah. when you're telling you that shit outside or something. Yeah, be out I in never, line. I would have never known that. Yeah, I I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Dog. So that that was crazy. So um yeah, we get in there, man, and uh obviously, of course, I hopped in that drinks line and shit. I got me a Long Island. I feel I haven't had a Long Island in a long time. A long time. It's been a couple of months for me. Hey, it's been a couple of years for me, because <laughs> I got off that long, them Long Islands, man. That shit was like mad sweet. They're pricier, but like I don't know. It's just like and if Matt- you go to like a if you go to a bar and order a Long Island, that shit gonna be fire. That shit gonna be ninety percent liquor. And it's gonna be lit. But if you go to like a, a venue, like a club or a, a an event, like at at an arena, that shit is gonna be. They gonna measure that shit out in little one ounce pours and shit. And you get like fifty percent liquor and then like forty percent sour mix and ten percent coke. Like it's yeah. I want to say Imagine Theater does a great Long Island. They have a phenomenal fucking Long Island. That shit is bananas. Like one Long Island to get you right. Yep. I didn't imagine, but um, so yeah, I got up in there. I ordered Long Island and shit, and I'm chilling. So, because of the fact that there are multiple shows in this one building, there's the if you don't catch the person outside, that's like, hey, you're you got to go over here for this for this event that you're here, you're here for. You could end up going into the wrong shit, basically. And I'm sitting in my seat waiting for it to start, right? So we're in the we're in the spot where these mirrors gonna pop off at, and there's like a DJ on a stage playing fucking the shit you would expect at a DJ and Mero show. Fucking, you know, Bigos and you know, like, you know, whatever the fuck. Rap music, uh uh R and B shit like that. And if we look, man, it's like this old ass white couple that comes in. And I'm like, what the fuck? They ain't no here for no Jesus and Mero and shit. I'm like, let's, let's watch, see what they're about to do. They go up to the Usher and shit. The Usher look at their tickets like, nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> you at the wrong shit. Another interesting aspect of it was I saw young, young white teenagers. Like, and when I, I teenagers might even be a stretch. Like, there were two in particular that looked like they were probably, like, 13. And they were there with their parent. Like an old, like old white woman. So you would see, like, you know, 40-something-year-old you know, white woman and, a, and a, a teenager. Like, they were there as a chaperone. I'm like, oh, boy, that parent's about to get the reality check of their life. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, from watching... From watching Deezus Samaro's Viceland show, from listening to their podcast, the podcast from back in the day, like the complex joint, I'm like, man, these white people might be in for like the fucking the the parents might be in for like a unpleasant surprise. Sure enough, man, them niggas get out there, they like <laughs> they talking about everything under the sun, dog. There was one part where um they were talking about how long you think you should how long you think you should fuck. They were like, so how long how long should should you be having sex? And somebody in the crowd was like, eleven minutes. <laughs> and uh and Jesus is like, man, eleven minutes, that's like a long ass time. Like I like, you know, I'm talking about like seven minutes, man. Like, you know, get in there, get out, you know, bang it out, whatever. I'm talking about seven minutes. And Miro's like, 
I need 11 minutes just to eat your ass alone. <laughs> and immediately, my thought was to the white parent that came with they t- <laughs> that came with a 12 year old. Like they had no idea what they were getting into. Like, I just want to go here. They said, "Oh, we'll take you." And then they sit there, like, man, earmuffs, earmuffs. <laughs> Dog. And Miro was like, Miro was drunk. Like, so if you watch the show, they drink like Dominican rum. There was an episode I told you about it where they were drinking Diplomatico. Mm-hmm. There was another one where they were drinking. They drink Brugal like Miro actually drinks Brugal like a lot of the time, right? I tried Brugal; it's mediocre or whatever. Diplomatico, a million times better. But they drink Brugal. He drinks Brugal a lot or whatever. And apparently they got here and they could. He couldn't find Brugal anywhere. I know a spot to get Brugal, but I didn't know the niggas was looking for Brugal. I could have told him. I could have, right. you know, maybe like, hey, man, I got you a bottle, dog. Like, right. you know, whatever. But, like, he couldn't f- they couldn't find Brugal, so he would just drink a Henny out the bottle, straight. Like, not even, like, no mi- no chase or nothing. He just drink a Henny out the bottle, what straight. What a life. You get paid to fucking just drink on stage and just talk your shit, dog. Yes, dog. Like, what we're doing right now for free. Right, for free. <laughs> yeah, so Miro was drunk as fuck. Man, he started talking about talking about eating ass for eleven minutes. This nigga went on like this rant talking about all kinds of crazy sex shit for a smooth twenty minutes. I'm thinking like, man, these, these white parents got to be sitting here like, what I can't believe we... my kids are even watching this. Shit, yes, are but... watching this. Like, it was crazy, dog. But it was like mad funny. Um, it was, it was basically their podcast, the Bodega Boys podcast, live, basically. But Miro was drunk and saying crazy shit to the point where it was basically like the Miro show. Like, a lot of time, these was just kind of standing there just, like, watching him. And he even said at some point, like, it's crazy that y'all are watching this, and I'm watching it too with y'all. Because I'm like, this is, like, he's on some other shit. Like, I don't even know what's going on right now. He's like, I'm just standing here waiting to get a joke in and shit, and he's just, like, going in. So, yeah, it was fun was, time, man. That's kind of funny because I didn't like Miro initially. Me neither. And that, that was the crazy part because, like, when I first started listening to them, I'm like, this nigga ain't even that funny. Because that's like how he Twitter. ended up tweeting I'm, me. I'm like, why is he tweeting in fucking caps? Like, like it's just it's just the equivalent of just yelling. Like, dude, put, put on your inside voice. Chill out, dog. Yeah, and um, when they first got popping, I was telling this, telling folks, like, I don't even think that nigga that funny, dog. Like, he need to step his game up and shit. And I tweeted it randomly, and he started tweeting me in all caps and shit. And I'm like... Why is this nigga like I ain't even at you, dog? Like, right. why are you, why are you tweet me and shit? And it's like now, well, at least he didn't block you. Yeah, well, yeah, but at least now it's like I'm watching. I'm like, he's like the best part of the show. He really is, honestly. He really is. Yeah, so that was cool, man. That was a fun time. And then Sunday, like I said, we went to her mom's house in Canada. Went to her dad's house in Canada. Going to her dad's house was always a good time. I had some cigar. He he had a bonfire. Grilled some hot dogs and burgers and shit. Ate. Sat by the fire. Smoked. Talked shit. Good times. Same old, same old. So, so um, you had a, a, a new liquor over there. The uh, Plantation. Mm-hmm. How was that? Because I'm a kid been curious about that. I tried to find some one time and they didn't have it somewhere I was. So It was very good. I'd say I put it. In the range of Diplomatico. I'd say maybe just a slight bit less than Diplomatico, but way cheaper. 
So it, it it's it in essence it's better than Diplomatico because like I bought a liter for thirty five dollars, whereas a fifth of Diplomatico is like forty, forty five, something like that. Mm-hmm. So um it's the better it's the better deal. And it's only slightly less better than Diplomatico. Like I drink this uh, for the price shit. Yeah, just, so that just pushes it up. Yeah, so um gotta find a place that sells it other than the 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 bridge duty free. <laughs> right. But yeah, it was good, man. It was good. So uh yeah, that was my weekend, man. It was cool. Uh, you know. Monday was kinda shitty trying to recover from it, but it was good. So um uh one of the things uh another thing I'll talk about, man, Royce album, dog. Dude, so I went through it the first the first day and Kind of went all the way through it because I was stuck in traffic for a while. So good time to listen to some music, man. He, I, I, I there's nothing really bad to say about that guy. His music, man. His shit. I mean, it, and it, it just felt like it, it felt like he just pulled pages out of like his diary and just started just spazzing about it, dog. And it was. I, I felt like it was hella personal. You know, it was. I mean, it's. It was it was it's it's a it's a good body of work. I, I I'm definitely not disappointed. It, it lived up to to the expectations that I had for it. It it exceeded my expectations because like I've always felt that Royce puts out good albums, but for me my current my current relationship with hip hop is very 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 bad. I don't like anything I hear, even from artists that I genu- generally respect. I, I've I've not felt any kind of positive vibes from most things I hear. Even things that are like largely celebrated, I'll listen to it. I'll be like, okay, that was cool. You know, not a big deal, whatever. So like my my relationship with hip hop, I'm kinda like I'm waiting I'm waiting to hear something that I feel is actually elite. And listening to this, I'm like, this is to me like and I I, I, I as as we know, I don't really speak in extremes. Like I try not to overhype something or overly shit on something. Mm-hmm. So like I, I save that for moments where I really feel it. So when I said that I thought Infinity War was my favorite one, that wasn't me buying into the hype or being, you know, just like I already knew it was gonna be good. So I wanna hop out here on Thursday night and be like, Yeah, this is the shit. You know, like over exaggerating, like I thought about it. And I reflected mm-hmm. on it, and I was like, "I think this is the best one so far." And for me, listening to to Royce's album, I felt like this was his like magnum opus, like this is his masterpiece, like this is his defining album. Because I'm listening to this, and I'm like, everything that I kind of find as flaws and a lot of hip hop shit I listen to was not present here, and to put that in perspective like you look at a guy like Nas for instance Nas has a history of lately of he's always had the he's always had the lyrics but like the production has been like uninspired same thing with like J. Cole for me like I think J. Cole is a really dope rapper but his albums are fucking lullabies dog like they're like fucking bedtime like so boring so tired so sleepy just dull and I'm just like there's nothing here that I really find inspirational, but like his Royce's album, all the beats I think are not great, but 
really, really solid, and he elevates them by his lyrics being so captivating and so interesting, and and so, uh, I guess, I guess the best way of putting it would be like they his lyrics are so interesting that you are listening and and following it almost like a story. Yeah. Yeah. He's a storyteller. Even down to the skits. And I hate skits on albums because they're always trash. But his skits fit in with like the dynamic of the songs and the theme of the album where it's like you don't really want to skip the skits because the skits fit in with the theme Mm -hmm. and like like the one skit that he had called Who Am I where it's like he's talking like about where he had a conversation with his dad. His dad was like, you can ask me any question you want, but don't blink. Right. And yeah, then he yeah, said yeah. he blinked, and then he opened his eyes, and then he was talking to his son. I'm like, dog, this is bananas, dog. Like, this is so good. And, like, that shit, I, I was just like, man, this is a phenomenal piece of work, dog. Like, all around. Like, yeah. just it's not just like, when I look at hip-hop, I kind of think, like, you know, are, are the lyrics dope? Cool. Like, are the beats dope? Cool. Like, am I going to nod my head to it? Cool. But, like, I'm listening to this and I'm I'm gaining more from it. Like I'm gaining the the cohesiveness of the songs and skits. I'm gaining mm-hmm. the storytelling. I'm gaining the insight into what his his life was like when he was like a teenager. His his relationship with addiction. His relationship with his parent, his dad. His relationship with his brother. His relationship with his kid. Like. All this shit, I'm like, man, this is so interesting. Like, I'm not, like yeah. I've never listened to. I, I can say definitively, I've never listened to an album, and I'm like, this is interesting. Like, to learn about somebody like this, but at the same time as being interesting and being relevant, it's still like is a head nod. Like, you listen to it, like, yeah, this is dope. Like, cool beats, and then like the fucking song with Eminem, dog, like. Like, we all know I'm an Eminem stan and shit, but at the same time, I acknowledge the fact that Eminem's never... Eminem hasn't put together a good album in a long-ass time. And Eminem's verses lately have been kind of, like, corny or just, like, like what what is this? But, like, his verse on that song, dog... That shit was, that almost, was like the that M- shit made you want to cry the, for the was, old Eminem. That was like, the Eminem you wanted to hear. That was yes, that was the Eminem from like back in the day. Like this is the like he still got it. Like and, and I don't know what brought it out of him, but whatever it was, like I'm like man, this is the this is the Eminem I miss. Like this this is what I want to hear. Like I can't. I got I the Spotify version has like it says like a bonus like it has bonus tracks or whatever it's like 21 tracks and I went through that bitch dog I didn't skip a single motherfucking one dog how'd you like uh, the Caterpillar with uh, Logic on it I haven't heard it so Log- so instead of Eminem it's Logic on the track mm-hmm. it's pretty dope too um, Logic is dope like the like the one thing I say about like the album as far as just worth I mean you kind of summed it up I, I really don't have much to add other than that I think you pretty much summed it up but not but um, in addition to I felt like you know the, the whole cliche with basketball that's just like leave it all on the court mm-hmm. it's like one of the things where he just put it all out on the album you know what I mean it's like he 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 literally gave it all and you could tell in the in, in the album from the songs to the skits and shit and you know, and, and I think it was just hella personal, which you don't get a lot um, to that 
depth in rap music or whatever or hip hop whatever you want to call it so yeah but he I think he just he put it all he left it all in the court man and he he it's a fucking winner that's probably the and I I, I can't I haven't I haven't listened to full like Royce albums I don't think ever that may have been the first time or whatever and I don't know about any of his past ones but I really doubt that anything he's done amounts to this album though no and and when you talk about um someone who 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 leaves out leaves it all on the court and who really is personal and relays personal shit there's a lot of times where you hear an artist say like yeah this is my most personal album and this means a lot to me and I'll listen to it I'm like okay that was whack that was boring like the shit going in your personal life sucks dog (laughs) right and but I listen to this and I'm like I think I think what makes it resonate more is that it's interesting Mm -hmm. it's like it like I'm listening to him and I'm like man like this is crazy like hearing all the stuff he's talking about like the there's a song where he talks about a song slash skit, I think, where he talks about his brother uh, uh, standing up for him and bringing a knife to some kind of fight, and then he ends up in jail and shit. And he's like, "My brother did this for me to protect me," and like, it's like all kinds of like, it just felt so real. And I'm like, I've never listened to a, I'm not gonna say never, but like I've rarely listened to a hip hop album where the um, Emotion that the artist has for that situation, I felt it. Right. It's always kind of just like, okay, I'm listening to it. That's cool. But like, I don't know. For some reason, the way he explained it and like the way it all just kind of like vibe together, it just really resonated. And I'm like listening to it. I'm like, this is so interesting. And I think that's that's I think what made it stand out to me is that I never really find rap albums to be interesting. Like that's a that's a a unique descriptor. Like yeah. a lot of times you listen to it, it's like, oh, this is cool. Like, oh, he's spitting. Oh, oh these beats are cold. But like, I listen to him, I'm like, this is interesting to listen to. Like, almost like a movie. Like, I want to see what happens yeah. next. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and like I, th- I thought that was amazing. So it, like, I'm it, like, I always, I'm blown away by I that always, shit. whenever I, I hear a super dope album, I can always visualize like, man, videos for these tracks would be so fucking dope and shit. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I guess that's one of my, things of like when I remember the first time I heard equipment I was like man I could hear all I could see videos for all these songs or uh doggy style like I could see videos you know you just you're visualizing the shit that's this that's, that's being rapped about and shit so yeah I, man it's dope fucking album dog I think I'm just blown away by the uniqueness of it because like if you look at the the two examples you mentioned doggy style is just it's just a banger like all the way through it's just a banger like and it's never gonna it's never gonna feel dated. It's always gonna bang. Like I'm never gonna not like that album. It's like <laughs> that. <laughs> like is a very poor description of how I feel about Doggy Style. It's my favorite album of all time. Like I love Doggy Style, but like it's just a banger. And then like Equimanize, like you have just a ton of great songs. Like they, the songs themselves are great. But this one was like I, I, I've never used interesting as a descriptor for an album. But, like, listening to the Royce album, it's like, I want to know what happens next. Like, this is so interesting. Like, this is captivating. And, like, I've never felt that way about a, a hip-hop album before. So, like, I, I, I'm thoroughly impressed with this project, man. Like, I haven't felt any kind of way about any rap album 
for a long time. Like, it's always just kind of been like, eh, that was okay. Eh, that was whack. Eh, that was decent. I can kind of see why people like that. Oh, that was kind of good, but mm-hmm. no kind of real replay value. Just kind of just like kind of a very apathetic, like, oh, that was cool. But like, listen to this, I'm like, what? what's he going to talk about in the next song? Right. And that's, that's, that's what I, that's how I felt listening to that. And everything was different. Like he's talking about his dad's addiction to cocaine on one, and like it's like everything. I'm like, what's the, what's what's the next thing? What's, right. What's the next story? Having the first drink from Babalo, and yeah. you know what I'm saying. So I always love local references and shit. So that always get me going. But I knew when I heard Babalo, I was just like, <laughs> man, this is gonna be a dope fucking album. Like if it if it keeps this vibe of just being personal and shit, man, it's gonna be a dope ass album and shit. Yeah, shit. So. I thought yep. that was dope. Definitely check out Book of Ryan if you haven't. It's a fucking awesome album. Uh, one thing I wanted, to, <laughs> one thing I, one thing I noticed lately was, um, we have right now the whole trend of people making memes to the white woman who called the cops on those black people barbecuing and shit, mm-hmm. and you see her on the phone on all the memes and shit, and some people kind of tie it to the one meme with that black dude on the phone. Snitching and shit, and I was looking at this shit. I'm like, man, I'm looking at all the different variations of that meme of the white woman on the phone. Like there was one that was like, it had like the good times logo, and it was like, yeah, I wanted to report some scratching and survive. Right. Like, <laughs> like, and I walk up, I'm look, looking at that shit. I'm like, man, black people are so creative, dog. Like, it's so Dude, funny. We make we we make the best out of some of the worst fucking situations ever, dog. Yeah, but then it made me it made me realize like. Why white people don't ever have no funny memes? Like, they're just not creative. They just fucking colonize our shit. Oh, man. <laughs> like, Dude, it's so fucked up. Did you... So, did you Nobody see, ever talks about white Twitter. Like, oh, white Twitter... White Twitter is so funny. Dude, I found... <laughs> There's I, no such thing as that. I was... I forget how I got to this, but... There's a... A Reddit thread on black on a black Twitter. Yeah. All of the popular shit that happens in black Twitter. There's a fucking thread for that shit. Understandably dude. so, because black Twitter is creative and funny and like, so, so today or it may well the first time I saw it was today, but I think in the last few days there's been some somebody who tried some kind of sangria and everybody's uh, everybody. Uh, a lot of people has been talking about it and I seen a tweet I guess it's pretty good or whatever, whatever the sangria is. But oh, you never had sangria? I've had sangria. It's just a certain brand from this certain oh, okay. company or some shit. And the girl says, uh, she says something to the effect of, um, "We brought this this company so much business. We need to talk before we start uh, pubbing these places and putting stock in it, putting uh, investing in stock in their shit and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much shit that." I mean, I think Twitter revolves around black Twitter. Like, Twitter in general, just and entertainment in general revolves around black Twitter. Like, anything that pops off is probably popped off in some form of fashion of black Twitter. Yeah, it's always like, if you see an article that's like, this happened and and Twitter is reacting this way. It's always the jokes that black Twitter is making about it. It's not all Twitter. It's the jokes that black Twitter is making about it. And it just made me realize, like, White, white. I don't say white Twitter, but like, there's never any kind of like popping ass white meme. Like everything that's popping is always like a black meme. Like like right now, it's the white woman that was on the phone that was snitching. It's always something that 
made me realize that white folks don't have the the uh create creativity that we do. Like there's there's just nothing out there for that. Uh, black, and I thought it was interesting black that Twitter runs Twitter. They do, man. And it's something that's just interesting the fact that there's never anything that they create that pops off. They just kind of leech off the shit that we doing already. I mean, yeah, they colonize it. <laughs> Pretty so much. That's what they do. Like the white chick who did a, This Is America fucking... That shit made me so mad. I didn't even... I, I, I watched it on mute, and I was just like, I'm not turning this on. I'm not going to watch it. No, don't. That shit made me so mad. Uh, like we can't have shit, dog. Like let me make a white version of this. So it's, I mean, it's just like it's just like our cigar group. Yeah. Let me make a white version. Let me make of a this. white version. And so I mean, everybody's probably seen the, the video. They got the the woman who called on them, but and in, in in short, it just shows that we can't do a goddamn thing without some white people calling the going the the to the highest of highest on bullshit to call the police. For fucking barbecuing. <laughs> Even if they were wrong for using fucking charcoal. That's not a fucking police violation. And the fact that the fact that blacks is, is more specifically black men rarely have great interaction with the police. It just seems like you're just trying to just take us out. Yeah. If you if you want to be a fuck ass fucking human being and report to the park ranger that somebody <laughs> is fucking barbecuing charcoal in an area that's not supposed to be charcoal. I'm not saying I agree with you, but I'm like, okay, whatever. But the police, knowing what the police do to black people, like, come on, man. I mean, from the Starbucks, nigga, motherfuckers can't go meet in coffee, had coffee. Motherfuckers can't uh, rent fucking Airbnbs. Hell, did you see the story about T.I.? I just saw, yeah, earlier today. You can't go home. Black people <laughs> cannot go home without the fucking police fucking. So we can't do shit, dog. Not a goddamn thing, man. It's just so frustrating, man. It's like, you know, you really have to really count your blessings every day you fucking leave the house that you're going to get fucked with. Or somebody saying some fuck shit in a police interaction, dude. Like, every day you got to be like, man, I made it home. Man, I went. So when I go to work, right, we got. Uh, a reserve space and a parking garage that's below the building that my daughter's daycare is in. So we pay a shit ton of money for her to go to this daycare. So they gave us a parking spot in this garage and it helps in the winter because you don't have to go outside because it's right. under the, uh, under the building. So you just take the elevator up. You cool. You don't, you don't have to deal with taking your kid out in the snow and cold weather and shit. Right? So they have, um, signs above certain parking spaces that say you know these spaces are reserved for the people whose kids are in the daycare Mm. i park in the same one every day because no matter what time i get there i i usually get there like 8 50 like just in time to get to work by nine i get there like 8 50 my spot is always open i park in that spot every single day there was a day last week where i rolled to that spot and somebody was in it and, like, immediately I was kind of like, I already know you ain't never parked here before because I park here every right, day. Every so you were up at that spot, whatever, you know, cool. Like, not cool, but, like, that's my spot. I parked there every day. It's always open. Why are you there? I, I'm pulling in, and the person who's parked in it gets out of the car, and it's just like some white lady, and she just get out and walk in. She ain't no kid with her. 
So like, I'm like, you know you wrong. You know you wrong. I'm like, this is all white privilege ass shit. Like, I'm just gonna park wherever the fuck. Like, I know you've never parked there before because it's, I always park there. And now I see you ain't even got no kid with you. So you just roll. You just parked wherever the fuck you felt like and just rolled up in there. I'm like, man, I'm so sick of fucking white people, dog. I'm so sick of them, dog. <laughs> yeah, she sick just walked in, no kid. No parking. kid, just like, yeah, I'm just going to roll. I'm just going to park here. I'm going to roll up in there. I'm like, man, I'm so sick of white people, dog. Like, just do whatever the fuck they want. It must be nice. It must be nice to just be able to do whatever the fuck you want with no consequence. Like, it must be dope. Because I know if I brought my black ass up into that parking garage with no kid and parked in one of the parking spaces reserved for people who got babies. Oh, the police They'd have got that. me the fuck out the paint, dog. Like, you better get your black ass up into the regular parking spots. So I don't get, know what the you, fuck you, you get, thought. You'll get state police, Detroit police, the fucking border police. They around the corner. You're getting everybody coming for a fuck-ass parking spot. And that bitch is lucky that this was before... The um the white girl who called the police on the people that was barbecuing, cause they didn't occur to me to snitch, cause that's just not in black people's nature to snitch. You just like fuck it. Whatever. But my ass, like now I see that shit. I'm calling like, yeah, there's a car in, in a uh one of the daycare spots. License plate is blah 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 blah. She's got got up out there with no kid. I always park there. This bitch in my spot. Like I'm. I'm snitching on white people, dog. Cause I'm like, I guess that's how we, I guess that's how we rocking now. Like, we just gonna be telling. I think so. We, I'm like, if you gonna tell, well, and it, and her telling on them, like you said, you know what they do to, you know what they do to black folks. To, you fuck around, call the cops on a black person barbecue, and that motherfucker might get shot. <laughs> so I'm, I'm snitching on people, dog. I'm, I'm, I'm telling on white people. So I think we yeah, that the, shit pissed me off. I think dog. we may have found the title to our episode too. What? Snitching on white people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling on all the motherfuckers, dude. Don't do nothing shady around me. Don't do nothing I even perceive as shady. <laughs> like, I'm calling all the authorities on you. And I'm going to have to call anonymous because I want to know a black person did it because I want them fucking with me. They all catching it. Right. <laughs> calling of a fake ass name. This is Jefferson Esquire. <laughs> and um, I just noticed that there is a uh, young woman who parked in a parking spot for reserved for parents and... She emerged from her car with no children, and I'm just, I can't find a place to park, and I don't really appreciate this. Dude, one of my aunts. They'll tow that bitch car so fast. When she calls, like, businesses for something that's fucked up, she throws on the craziest white voice ever, dude. I could probably do it. And and, and it's so funny hearing her phone, like, I'd be like, nigga, you don't sound like this. What are you doing? (laughs) And she does it every fucking time, and she always getting... Free shit and because of that shit every fucking time. I do it and then wait till she get told and then act black as fuck. Yeah, get in my spot, you fucking ball bags. <laughs> <laughs> spot, you fucking wingding. Yeah, be on alert, white folks. I'm snitching on all y'all. So telling, don't, don't do wrong around me. I think snitching is accepted now. Shit, if you can, if they can do it, fuck it. We might as well just do it then. I'm good. Yeah, I'm already, I've already made up my decision. So. It's the move now, so it is the move. So. Yeah, all, 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 all bets are off. Yep, I'm telling. Yep, you got anything else? Nah, man, I'm good. All right, well, thanks for listening. Uh, you can send responses, uh, questions, concerns, uh, suggestions, all that to uh, our email, uh, whatever the podcast at Gmail or our Twitter at whatever the podcast or at Michael Scott. 
Yeah, Michael underscore Aaron or uh, Grumpy um, Otis with a zero. Um, Yeah, other than that, we'll see you next week. Peace.